Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. What is going on? This is Jackson Caldell, a host, co-host of the Believe in Georgia Tech podcast, and I am here with my co-host, RJ Schaefer. How are you doing, man? Feeling great, man. Clean yeah, old-fashioned heat. Yeah, this is our first episode. We're we're starting this a little late in the season, we know, but there's really no better time to be doing it than ahead of one of the biggest rivalries in the country. Clean Old Fashioned Hate is coming your way on Saturday. Um, we're going to dig into pretty much every aspect of this game today, just kind of break down who we think is going to win, why, players to watch on both sides of the ball, X factors for the game, just just – getting into all the nitty-gritty of it from a Georgia Tech perspective. But like I said, this is our first episode. We are going to be coming to you once or twice a week, week or once or twice a week, and we're going to be everywhere you get your podcasts, so Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get them. And we will also be uh, on YouTube at some point. I can't say when, but we will be on YouTube at some point. So just be sure to check us out. Give us a follow on Twitter. You can see our social media ads right there. Um, for any Georgia Tech content, especially the Believe believe network podcast so uh we're excited to do this but uh you ready to dig into some football of course man all right <clears throat> let's i guess start where i feel most confident in georgia tech and that is on the offensive side of the ball um haynes king I, he's had his ups and downs at points this year but i think just he's it's a night and day difference from the past few years when, when you've had jeff sims and i know again haynes king has had some turnover issues but he has over 600 yards rushing. He's approaching 2,600 yards passing. He has a he has a lot on the line in this game and the bowl game. Like he could pass the single season record for passing yards, single season record for passing touchdowns in Georgia Tech history. I mean, it's not hyperbole to say he's having one of the best quarterback seasons ever for Georgia Tech. So I I think you know when I look at him, I think he has to take care of the football this Saturday. Like that is objective number one for him because if you look at the two defenses that you can say are the closest to Georgia in terms of talent athleticism speed is Clemson and Miami in terms of who Georgia Tech has played this year mm -hmm. outside of when Georgia Tech created turnovers and outside of that final drive that crazy final drive against Miami they didn't move the ball we all remember the Clemson game from a couple weeks ago like they had one yard passing at halftime like that that's not good so they have to get off to a better start here. And I guess I just want to see how he performs uh, against uh, – I mean, there's a ton of NFL talent. I, it's not a shocker for me to say there's a lot of NFL talent on the defensive side of the ball for Georgia. But um, I, wouldn't you agree he's got to play a clean game on Saturday? Yeah, he's really got to play a clean game, not only passing, uh, but rushing the football. He's got to take care of the football. Um, this Georgia defense uh, has a ton of takeaways this year. They will make you pay. And to establish any sort of offense, we're going to have to run the ball. And Hanks King is going to have to be at the helm of that. And, you know, if he if he fumbles once or twice, that's that's going to be big for that Georgia defense. Well, it's it's also just forcing the ball down the field. Like, you know, against Clemson, they got down. It was 21-7, 28-7. 
And he just started just really forcing the issue and, and trying to get the ball to his playmakers. And to be fair, they did have a couple of missed shots in that game, and I would not be surprised at all that they dial up something similar. Like they really tried to get Eric Singleton deep over the middle, and they they did have him, and he it, the ball did go through his hands. Now, look, I'm not here to say the Clemson game turns out entirely differently. Probably not just because of the talent advantage on paper that the Tigers have. But I, I don't think it's crazy to say that the game is a whole lot closer. And I think just once they missed those plays and then couldn't get anything going after that, the momentum was really shot. And I, that, that matters a ton in this game. And I do think, look, Ole Miss scored first, Tennessee scored first. Like Georgia has kind of a habit of letting teams score first, and then they figure it out. Like they, they kind of see what you're doing. They figure it out. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Georgia Tech's offense gets off to a somewhat decent start. And I do like the point you brought up about the QB run game. So one of the few close games that Georgia Tech or Georgia has played this season, like go back to the Auburn game. They went on the road. They faced a team that quite literally can't throw the ball. Like, I mean, go they lost to New Mexico State last weekend because they can't throw the ball. They ran their quarterbacks so much in that game, and they kept switching them up, and they really gave Georgia fits. Missouri – Gave Georgia fits. Like, let, let me show you a little something courtesy of go. Everybody should go follow Parker Fleming on Twitter, Stats of War. So, look, I think one of the areas that, that Georgia Tech can really possibly have, have some success in this game is when they run the football. Offensive success rate when rushing the football, 33%. Georgia's only 46% uh, success rate stopping the run. You know, go like we said about the Auburn game, go back to the Missouri game. Missouri hits some outside zone stretches, and that is something that Georgia Tech does do, whether it's Jamal Haynes, Dante Smith. Like, they really can get to the outside um, and, and create some explosive plays. Uh, and the one thing I, I like that you brought up the Clemson game, uh, because the one thing Georgia's going to do to not only attack Haynes King, but attack the whole passing attack is they're going to play the same defense that Clemson played. They're going to play man-on-man, my man's better, maybe double cover Eric Singleton on a couple plays, but that's it. Yeah. And, like, how many yards would you say that Georgia Tech needs to rush for? If they – not just to win the game, but, like, if they want to keep this game close, do they got to go for 175-plus? I I would go a little higher. I'd say they had to get – a couple hundred yards yeah, to stay in it. Well, and, you know, Tech is one of the more explosive teams in the country. Like, they, they can hit big plays, whether it's through the run game or the pass game, and those are great. But as we'll get to in a little bit, like, I have very little faith in the Georgia Tech defense getting any stops in this game, like, just to be honest with you, unless Georgia makes some really bad mistakes. So the run game is also going to be key in controlling the clock. I, I just I think they're going to have mm-hmm. to eat up possessions, and I know that that Georgia doesn't really allow that to happen. But at the same time, like I just worry, like if this turns into a track meet, like Georgia Tech's offense is the best part of their team, but it's just not better than Georgia's. Like Georgia has arguably the most balanced offense in the country, save for maybe a few other teams. So I think the running game is going to be crucial, and I, I think this is you know. We both know, I think every Georgia Tech fan knows, that the offensive line has been so much improved from where it has been over the years. Like, last mm-hmm. year, it, it was it was pretty rough to watch. But, like, seeing the growth that guys like Joe Fusile, Weston Franklin, and those guys have made is really key. But I will go back to the point of when they played 
teams with NFL talent or teams with a lot of speed and athleticism, Clemson and Miami, they lost on the line of scrimmage. Like they, you're not going to beat Georgia on the line of scrimmage a whole lot. Like there's not many teams that can do that, but you have to win your fair share of battles. Like you're not going to go out there and dominate and own Georgia on the line of scrimmage. But like, again, you have to win your fair share of battles and, and, and break those run runs loose. But uh, anything else you want to add there? Not really. We can, we can get straight to the defense. All right. So again, I'll just say key factors for the offense. One, you can't turn the ball over. Like again, those were the keys. When Georgia Tech's offense turns the ball over, that's when games can get really bad. Not just in the Clemson and Miami games, but the Boston College game, Wake Forest or Haynes King was turnover prone, and Bowling Green. Like that was one of the the issues in that game. There was there's a whole lot of other issues in that game, but that was he started turning the ball over late when forcing the issue. So again, they have to take care of the football this Saturday. Like that is the most important thing. And um, if they do that, you know, maybe the game is is closer than expected. But all right. So <laughs> when you look at the offense versus defense up there, it, there's a whole lot of red. And this is the part of the game that scares me. Like it, it's Georgia's team total right now. If you look at any any sports book really it's right around 41 and a half 42 like that that's a large number and it's it's hard not to see why like offensive success rate georgia is their third their third passing success rate ninth rushing success rate and i went into this like without looking at anything you know just i've, I've watched you know most georgia games i went back and watched them leading up to this and i was in my head i had this like is Georgia running the ball well this year? Because it doesn't seem like you're hearing a lot about their run game like, you know, we've had in the past with Nick Chubb or Sony Michelle, Zamir White, James Cook, those guys. Like, you're just not hearing about a powerful Georgia run game, and yet they're not in a rushing success rate. And, look, Georgia Tech is 124th in uh, defensive uh, rushing success rate allowed. They have the third worst rushing defense in the country. Um, Yeah. So uh, turnovers again, like I talked about with the offense, Georgia Tech's defense has created turnovers this year. They have to force as many as possible. How many would you say they have to force this Saturday to to have a chance? I'd say got to force three, maybe two turnovers in that area. Well, and it's also where what where you get your turnovers and what you do with them. Because if if Georgia has some red zone turnovers, it it's not quite as bad because I think Georgia Tech's gonna need to create some short fields in this game because like we just said, it, it's just so hard to drive the ball 70, 75 yards on, on Georgia. Uh, Missouri did a pretty good job, especially with just kind of setting the tone with the run game and everything like they probably played Georgia as good as anybody this year. And I think that, you know, it's not easy to ever replicate a game plan, but I do think tech has to try to replicate that game plan as much as they can. And like you said, I think three or four turnovers are going to have to be it. And you do have some guys that create turnovers. I mean, Jalen King has, he's been one of the best safeties in the ACC this year. Well, Miles Brooks is a good player and, would, would, do you think they're going to put LaMiles one-on-one with Brock Bowers to try to stop him? I know that was kind of – that came up at uh, the press conferences this week. Do you think that's probably a smart strategy to stop arguably the best tight end or receiver in the entire country? I, I think you're going to have to. I, I think we don't really have an option 
either way because you can't play can't play zone coverage because he i mean they're just really going to dissect us yeah so i would probably agree with you there and look I, the the passing uh the, i think the passing numbers on georgia tech's defense actually did improve last weekend but they're they're not great and you played a team that quite literally can't throw the fall, football in uh syracuse so Again, uh, the front seven is going to be challenged in a big, big way this week. And look, they were challenged last week against the run-heavy Syracuse team. But, you know, Syracuse is just a little different uh, than Georgia. So I think tackling is just going to be super paramount in this game. I think, you know, the linebackers are going to play a a super key role, whether it's Paul Moala. Kyle Eford had a big game last week. So, I, I just th- – th- this is the matchup that I think favors Georgia the most. And it's, it's you know, why we said Georgia Tech's offense cannot turn the ball over at, at all. Because if you do – like, there, there's a chance Georgia goes for a 50-burger in, in this game if, if you don't. Because Carson Beck, he, he is playing probably – I don't honestly – like, I, I know this is they're, – they're the rival and everything, but it's just – I don't know why he's not getting probably a little more Heisman hype. I mean – 3,320 yards, 72.9 completion percentage, 9.5 average, 21 touchdowns, five interceptions. Oh, and Brock Bowers was out for, what, three or four weeks? And, like, mm-hmm. he, he has just been playing money. Like, some of the throws he is making are, are really, really good. Um, I, I do think he probably has first-round pick-type talent. And I think he makes the offense as a whole just better. Like, you know, Stetson Bennett was good at the things he did, but he wasn't an NFL talent, like. I think we would all agree with that. I, I think – I just think Carson Beck makes them a lot more dangerous team. What would you if, – if you had to point out a weakness on this Georgia offense, like where, where do you think they there could be a place to attack there? I think the one place we have to attack is – although Carson Beck has been amazing, he's rarely under pressure. If we can put Carson Beck under pressure, maybe we can force – you know, bad decision here, bad throw here. I think that's really the only way we get to this offense. Well, and I'm, I'm Carson Beck is way better than Tyler Van Dyke, but I, I'll go back to the Miami game. You know, going into that, Miami what looked like one of the top offenses in the country. And then Kevin Scherer took over defense coordinator, and he makes some things up to confuse Van Dyke and force some interceptions out of him. Now, I think as we've seen as the season goes on, I think that's probably just who Tyler Van Dyke is. He just he throws a lot of interceptions. But I'm hoping they can maybe throw some things in that they've got to try to confuse Carson Beck at, at some point. My, you know, I agree with you in that getting pressure is, like, super important. But it, I'm just wondering, like, I, I don't think they can get there with their front four. Like, I, I do think this is honestly the, the weakest George offensive line we've seen probably in a while not that it's bad but that I, I don't think it's this dominating unit that has like a ton of nfl guys on it um aside from a marius mims like i think he's a really good tackle but i do think that this is probably the, the weakest they've been on the offensive line in a little bit but it's can they take advantage like george tech just doesn't really get pressure a lot like kyle Kennard, he had that big game against wake forest and hasn't really put up a lot since um Eddie Kelly's had some nice games, but I wonder if they're going to have to blitz and, and really get creative and mix up some looks. And I, I do wonder if that's just going to leave Georgia guys open because they have so many playmakers, whether it's Dominic Lovett, 
uh, Bowers, obviously. Dewan Edwards is a really good tailback. There, there are certainly ri- risks to blitzing, but I do think that it, it might be the only chance that they have. Like, I think you're just going to have to go in there and throw the kitchen sink at them because I, I think, you know, if, if you just go out there and, and play regular defense and just try to get stops, I, it's just not going to work. Like, I, I, I look at the red on that screen on the defensive side of the ball. Like, it, it's just, it's bad. So, they have to create some new looks and, and force some turnovers out of Carson Beck. But anything else you want to say about the, the defense offense matchup here between between these two? I'm going to say I think the defense needs to get creative. I think we need to show them some looks they don't see in film, whether that be, you know, a zone blitz or, you know, maybe a cornerback blitz, just anything to – get Georgia on their toes, really. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think we are both in the line of thinking that four turnovers, that's where I'm at. Like, you're going to have to force a lot of turnovers in, in this game. Not saying it can't happen, but if if, if you want to win or, or keep it a close game, I do think four turnovers is probably where you're going to have to be. Um, Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But I guess let's talk about the X factors. And I guess we've talked about the turnover margin a lot. Whenever it's... It's cliche to say a lot and when you're talking about a big college football upset, but the turnover battle is possibly the most important thing, and it's also creating explosive plays. And now Tech has done that. Like it, They have slowed up a little bit when they have played some of the higher-ranked defenses. I, I think we can all agree on that, and we've made that point. But Eric Singleton, Malik Rutherford, Christian Leary, those are explosive players. Jamal Haynes and Dante, Dante Smith – can create explosive runs like we saw it in the North Carolina game. Um, at creating as many explosive plays as you can. And, you know, I, I know Georgia can, can answer that. But again, if, if you're winning the turnover battle and creating explosive plays, I think that's going to be huge. I also think winning the time of possession, I, I'm not a big time of possession guy. Like, I think sometimes, like, team. Teams will people will point that out. Oh, you lost the time of possession. Well, it's because we created a lot of explosive plays and weren't on the field that much. I do think winning the time of possession battle might be key here because while uh, I agree that you, you're going to have to create some explosive plays or Georgia's just going to key in on the run or some of the short passing game that Georgia Tech likes to do with the screens and some of that, that that's really prominent in this offense. I do think keeping that Georgia offense off the field is just – they have to do it because I, I just don't have any faith in them getting any stops in this game. Yeah. I I like bringing up the point of those screens because I, I don't think, you know, those little dink and dunk wide receiver screens that we normally run are, are going to work this game at all. I, I think um, to be successful on offense, not only do we have to establish the run, but the, intermediate passing game is very important like slants drags um those kind of routes uh just getting getting somebody open because you know we're going to be under a lot of pressure 
get get getting guys in space because Tech does have guys that when they get in space, they're dangerous. Like uh, like Eric Singleton, Christian Leary, Malik Rutherford, all those guys I just mentioned. And we can't even forget the former Georgia Bulldog, Dominic Blaylock. Like he he plays a key role in this offense as well. So um I I do agree with you. Like because that's been one of the things I think Buster Faulkner has done a, a great job. Like it, you can't argue otherwise. But I do think sometimes just that there is a repetitiveness with the the, the short screen game that that kind of I, I don't get at, at times, and I, I just I don't know that that's going to necessarily work on Georgia. But I do think it could be something they go to if they can't block Georgia up front, which is a very real possibility. As, as much as this offensive line has improved, like it could just be that they own the line of scrimmage a lot, like Clemson did, and and Georgia Tech can't go any further. So again. Establishing the run, I, I'm usually anti that. Like, I, I'm usually, you know, I, I prefer passing the ball, but I do think, you know, that's Georgia's weakness. I think they have probably the best secondary in the country. Uh, Kamari Lasker is ar- arguably the, the top corner in the country. Malachi Starks, Tyke Smith. Like, I can go on and on about some guys that are going to play in the NFL, and I do think that's the strength of their um, defense, but I do think their weakness is in the run game. I, I, I And it's been shown. We talked about the Auburn game, the Missouri game. Heck, I know they kind of shut it down afterwards, but Tennessee broke a 75-yard run on the first play of the game last week to score. Now, it could just be, again, a bad run fit because they did kind of shut it down the rest of the way. But there have been some explosive runs gained. And Jamal Haynes, he's top five in the ACC in rushing yards. Um, Dante Smith has really come on strong since the North Carolina game and and had a good season. And, again, you made the the point that Haynes King, uh, he's probably going to have to use his legs Saturday. But I do think running the ball well – winning the turnover battle, and I'll just throw one more in there, winning the red zone battle. So generally bending but don't break, like that's going to be the theme on Saturday. They When they get when Georgia gets in the red zone, they either have to force a turnover or they have to get a field goal or force a field goal out of it. Like you can't just let them get down there and score touchdowns because if, if you can at least get them down there – and just hold them to three, or you know, may, maybe make them make a, four, a tough fourth down decision. That that that's how uh, Georgia Tech can either gain extra possessions or you know keep it a little bit closer. But then again, it just goes back to doing stuff on the offensive side of the ball. So, all right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Players to watch. Give me who has to have a, a great game on Saturday for Georgia Tech to, to keep it close or win. Uh, I'm going to keep it pretty blunt and obvious. I, I think Haynes King um, has to pull through, have a big game, not only through the air, but he 1,000% has to have a good rushing game. Yeah, and it's also just not turning the ball over. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about. I'll switch it up a little bit because I had a feeling if I let you go first, you were going to take Haynes King. So I'm going to take Jamal Haynes, actually. I think his ability to create explosives on the ground – we haven't seen him involved in the passing game quite as much. I know he had some some uh, big games against Louisville and uh, some other games. 
But here later in the season, he hasn't done that as much. He absolutely can create big plays on the ground. You saw it against Virginia. He had a 30-yard touchdown last week. He, he's he's busted some big runs this year, and he is an explosive player. Like He's one of the best stories on this team, honestly. Like He was at receiver, um, and they moved him to running back, and now he's one of the top rushers in the ACC. Like he, he, I don't think he gets enough credit for, for what he's done. But, yeah, I, I'm going to go with him on the offensive side because – Look, you can point to any number of players that have to have a big game. Offensive line has to block. Receivers like Eric Singleton can't drop the football in this game. That that's been a problem at times this year. That can't happen this game. And, and that was a you know going back to last year. Some people will forget. Me and RJ won't. But it was thirteen to seven mid third quarter with Georgia Tech and Georgia. And Dylan Leonard drops a wide open pass over the middle that he would have gone a long way on it and. That game could have been closer, and then Georgia just kind of piled it on from there because people will forget this game was close for two and a half quarters last year. And I guess if I'm going to try to give any uh, hope to to Tech fans out there is this Georgia Tech team is way better than last year's, and while this Georgia team is elite, it, I don't think it's as good as last year's. So, I, I you know, I'm just tossing that out there that, you know, that, that the game last year was, was close for, for a time, and I do think – Georgia Tech this year is way better than they were last year. But, all right, give me a defensive player that has to have a big game on Saturday. I mean, there's a lot to have to, you know, play together. I think that front seven, really. Um, I'm going to say I think Kyle Efford has to have a game. Um, you know, he had the clutch pick last week. Mm-hmm. Um, not only in the run, but I think, you know, he can be – somebody very valuable to us against Georgia in the past game. Yeah. Covering I think he'll be covering running backs and stuff out of the backfield. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I'm gonna go with the linebackers as a whole. I, I think the they've been picked on a lot this year. It, it's probably been the weakest link of the defense. But at the same time they have to tackle well Saturday and they cannot let Georgia just run for seven, eight yards at a time. Because I honestly think Kirby would love nothing more than to be as bland as possible on offense. Just run the ball down Georgia Tech's throat with with how much they struggle on uh, stopping the run and then try to save everything he can for Alabama. Like I, I, I do think they would just like to keep it as vanilla as possible and, and just kind of step on their throat late with the running game. So, I think the linebackers and in general just the front seven have to play the best game of the season. Like if if it's mm-hmm. just the regular Georgia Tech that we've seen week in week out, it's probably going to get ugly as as far as just Georgia scoring a lot of points. But um, I think the front seven is going to play a big key. All right, we're going to end the show with a prediction. Uh, Georgia is currently favored by twenty four and a half at, at most sports books. Over under is sitting around sixty. What do you think happens on Saturday? Can can Georgia Tech keep it close? Really, we got nothing to lose. Um, you know, I think we're gonna be very unique with our play calls. I think, I think this game is closer than the books say. I think, I, I, I'm not saying I don't think we pull out a Bobby Dodd with a win. I think we can keep it in. You know, a couple of touchdowns. I, I think final score is. 38-24 in favor of Georgia. Is is this a is this a game going into the fourth quarter? Yes. Is there is it, do we go into the fourth quarter saying, well, if something happens here or something happens there, who knows? Yeah, I think so. I I think I think we'll keep it close. Um 
but you know, as the game goes on, I, I think the difference in uh, talent, speed, strength will kind of show, especially late. Um, all right. Well, I'm I I'm glad I have you on here because you are very pretty optimistic about that happening. I'll be honest. I think Tech does cover, but I think it's due to Georgia stepping on them early and then just kind of putting that thing in park late. Like I, I I'm gonna go 45. 24 is my final score. I, I, I just – I don't see them stopping Georgia at all. Like, you know, we can say they need to force turnovers, they need to do this, but it's, it's things Georgia doesn't do. Like, Georgia doesn't turn the ball over. They don't let you get pressure. And it's things that, that you know, Tech is bad just in every aspect of their defense pretty much. And I cannot see them stepping on the field and stopping Georgia once. I just – I just, you know, being as honest as I can, I, I think this game is probably done at halftime – Georgia puts it in park. I think it's going to be a lot like the Clemson game. You know, Clemson was up 42 to 7 in that game. Georgia Tech got a couple of scores late. I, I think it's going to be very similar to that. I, I think we're probably wrapped up by halftime. And, and I'll just finish saying this I, I don't judge this Georgia Tech team, or really Georgia Tech at all, by whether they can compete with Georgia how Georgia is right now. Like, I, I don't think anybody needs to walk away just defeated. Like, it's never good to lose to a rival. I'm not at all saying that. And I'm not saying, you know, you, should, you shouldn't be upset at losing, at losing to Georgia because it's been a while. Like, 2016 was the last time Georgia Tech won. But I think you can walk away seeing this team has made progress this year. Like, they're going to a bowl game. Like, it's not like, you know, the past few years you're going into this game just like let's get it over with. It's the last game of the year. On to next year. Like, you still have something to play for after this. Which is, you know, why I think they can just throw the kitchen sink at Georgia because, like, you're not – last year it was, okay, you win this and get in a bowl game. Now it's, all right, just let, let's see what you got. Can, can you hang around with what I think is probably the best and most complete team in the country? So, again, I just don't have a great feeling about it, and it's mostly just due to, to the defense, and I, I just don't think they can stop Georgia. So, But I have been wrong before. I, I'm wrong plenty, um, and we will see what happens. So – that is going to do it for our very first episode here. Like I said, we're going to be here weekly talking everything Georgia Tech, whether it's football, football recruiting. Um, I, I, you know, go, coming in today, I was going to talk something about basketball, but the way that game went the other night, I'm just happy to skip it. So <laughs> we'll talk basketball at some point. It's just not today. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to do everything Georgia Tech, and uh, me and RJ are super, super excited to get this going. But uh, you got anything else before we get out of here? Not really, man. All right. Well, seven thirty, ABC. Hope to see. Hope. Hope the stadium is just packed with Georgia Tech fans, and we will be back to recap the game after it is over. But uh, this is Jackson Caldwell. That is RJ Schaefer, and uh, thank you for listening. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.